Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. Mine is horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action and adventure. We take turns selecting from our movie genre movies that, in our opinions, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see these films on anyone's top ten list. Don't know. But maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give these films a second chance. Possibly. A first. This week. On the podcast. Is Tony's pick. 2002's Signs. Signs, signs, everywhere there's signs. Signs, signs. Do this, don't do that. Can't you read the signs? Very fun movie to try to look up on the internet. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's everything is everything is signs except for this movie. It's like alien signs, signs, and it's like eight thousand documentaries that have the word signs and aliens in it. And well, you're supposed to put in music M. Night Shyamalan. And, uh, but that's a lot. You spell Shyamalan. Well, if you do M. Dot Night, yeah. <laughs> Let the internet do the rest. There is that. Well, this movie got six point seven on IMDb. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gives it at seventy four percent. And, um, critic and 67% audience score. But Metacritic gives it that golden 59%. That golden! <laughs> oh, man. That's great. What Metacritic. What did you guys think going in? Carly? I thought, Tony and I have watched this together once or twice. There's nailing at the it's door right. right now. Let's watch it again. You need to do something because that's going to be really annoying. Well, we used to put the turtle or a laundry basket in front of the door. There are laundry baskets and a turtle out there. Fuck off. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be a long term solution. <laughs> yeah, right. Elaine, what'd you think? Well, the I dog's thought... sitting at the door. <laughs> oh, I hi, thought... friends. Sorry about that. I've seen this before. I don't remember. I remember that water kills aliens. Spoilers. I don't think this is that scary. That's wrong. Oh. <laughs> I also texted Audra. Uh oh. We are watching Science this morning to record an episode later today. And I swear Tony is trying to give me an alien induced heart attack. And Audra says, Oh, yeah, that is some jump scares and scary moments. I've actually seen that one. Good luck, dude. I hope John is there with you. And I said, Yeah, he's here, laughing when I jump. But I'm glad he's here. And she says, I'm glad you're watching it during the day. This was this morning at 10.53 a.m. I once uh, oh, I thought enjoy that, that I should get one of those little alien hands to stick it underneath the door. Oh, shit. But I thought that would actually give Elaine a heart attack. Yeah. How'd your wife die? Alright, it's a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, about this movie? Yeah. I thought, I saw this. It's not scary. It's actually when I'm like, this is when I'm like Shyamalan shit the bed. Mm. I think he shit the bed on this one. That's what I thought. We'll see what happens at the end. Mm-hmm. I have two reviews. Mm-hmm. Mm. Was one written by M. Night S. No. Sheboygan? No, this one's by Generation of Swine. Ooh, okay. Charming. <laughs> Generation of Swine. Most of the negative criticism of this movie are based on two things. The first is that the director cast himself in a minor role, and the second is how the aliens are defeated. Well, Once more, one. it illustrates the pathological hatred for a director that doesn't cut and, pay, and, cut and paste, I think he means, the same old stories. The haters fail to realize that a lot of the directors they praise sneak themselves into films. It's just a given. It happens all the time. 10 out of 10. I don't think that the aliens were defeated by water, though. They were. No. Water hurt the alien, but that's but we don't know why the aliens left. They just kidnapped a bunch of people and then they left. 
Mm-hmm. One alien was hurt by water and then killed via ba- baseball bat to the face. No, he was Spoiler. killed by water amongst the dome piece after he was knocked down. Was he? We just know it hurts him. That might have just allowed maybe... What, let's, let's put acid on top of your face and see what kills you. I'm I'll just saying, you in the head but we know it hurts too. him, but, that, but there was that hundreds of thousands of aliens. Like, it's not like... Maybe they somehow didn't realize all that blue stuff on our planet. They saw no, it in space with water. Actually, I have a theory about that. I have oh, a theory about that. I'll bring it at the end. <laughs> all right. The other one is They were here just for butt stuff. Horrible Horror Phil. Horrible Horror Phil? Yeah. Is that a website, maybe? Maybe. Arg. This mm-hmm. sucked. Wait a minute. Is this a pirate? No. Horrible I mean, Horror Phil? Maybe. 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 Mm-hmm. Such a bad movie in so many ways. Just... Do not see this movie. Whoa. M. Night Shalamalama Ding Dong is way... Is that what it says? Yes. It's it sure like people does. who can't say Benedict Cumberbatch. It's yeah. way overrated. He never quite hits the mark, and much of it is due to Hollywood sucking the substance and creativity out of everything. Stupid, 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 terrible, bad, bad, terrible. I'm sorry. It's his review. I really can't get specific. It's so stupid, it sucked the brain cells right out of me. I hated this movie. Only Titanic was worse. What? Whoa. Right. One out of ten. Look, I don't love Obviously, Titanic, but that's a good movie. You gotta... Only I don't... Titanic was worse. <laughs> There's only one movie that's worse than this movie. Of all time, bad movies is Titanic. Have you seen Slither, dude? <laughs> well, I don't agree that Titanic is a good movie. I will uh, have to go with the numbers on that one. <laughs> it was like a billion dollars or something. I mean, it's not my favorite movie, but it, it was a well-made, interesting movie. Yeah. Some movies are good, even if you don't like them. True. Like Slither. <laughs> this was written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan Ding Dong? Yes. Starring Mel Gibson from Lethal Weapon and Braveheart, Mad Max. And Going Insane. And Going Insane. I mean, he, he did the last airbender in After Earth, back to back. Come on. That is when he shit the bed when he did the last airbender. Uh, really? Because after Science, he did The Village. That's bad. Stinker. Um, Lady in the Water. I don't remember ever seeing it. People see didn't it, like that either. Bad. But the happening, stinker. Uh, last Airbender, stinker. No, the After last Earth, under, Airbender stinker. was was a disaster, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. so was After Earth. And these are all movies that I'm waiting for a good one after Science. But Tony likes Split. Split was good. Yeah, that's way after. I know that, that was, was like a couple last years year. ago. <laughs> um, he finally just rebounded, and he did Split and Glass. And you're probably going to do all this later, huh? Tony wants to see old. I want to see old, but I haven't seen it yet. That's a movie. Yeah. Is it a horror movie or just one? It's, it's a weird. It's, it's, it's a weird shaman. Like these family goes to a beach and they start to age really fast when they mm. go to certain parts and they don't know what to do about it. Don't go to those parts. Duh. Well, That's duh. why you don't go to the beach. It's, it must, <laughs> this must be a short movie. <laughs> hey, I get old if I go over there. Well, don't go over there. <laughs> All right, good idea. Let's go over here. Um, also Joaquin. starring Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin mm-hmm. from Joker, Gladiator. Mostly what I know him from. Rory um, walked the line. Okay, He's Rory right Culkin, who's like, oh look, it's another Culkin. Scream Four and Richie Rich. Yeah. Abigail Breslin from Little Miss Sunshine. Little Miss Sunshine and Zombieland. And Zombieland maybe. Oh, she's definitely. Maybe. That's right. She's a walking back to pocket. I don't like her. <laughs> I mean, she's not a bad actress. So I just something about her I find very annoying. It's unfortunate. Does not like children. <laughs> She helped me drop the plans for baby boats. I mean, if she you want something to work. 
<laughs> Secret partner. She wanted the, the baby. It's well known fact <laughs> Elaine only liked her own kids. <laughs> Elaine wanted to get the baby trash a butt. Yeah. She wanted they to don't the ever ask me to teach show. kids class at jujitsu. It's no. well known Elaine does not like kids. Not if you took those three kids out. Yeah, well, they deserved it. <laughs> they should have tapped. That was mostly their fault. <laughs> it's, an, it's an important lesson to learn. <laughs> now I sound like a serial killer. <laughs> These are all jokes, by the way. I mean, how many is it for serial? <laughs> more than one, I think. I think it's more than two. Oh. Three, right? Like, what's like the time frame? Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. You should know this horror writer. I don't know. You've I want to say that? it's. I want to say it's more than two, but. You never Googled how many murders do you have to commit to be considered be a serial killer? Murders? No. Like, if I come in and shoot a room full of 10 I people like, a serial killer, no, you're so I kill them all at once. Yeah. I feel like that was facts they should have given out in the movie Mindhunters, and I don't remember them doing that, and that oh, is they, a missed I opportunity. Bet, I bet they did. I don't remember. Friends, if you're not sure, go back and watch an episode on Mindhunters. It's a great movie. They probably tell you in Science Lamps. Maybe we'll do that next so underappreciated. That's terrifying. The thought of watching that Bob. is terrifying. I love that movie. That's a great movie. I'm not allowed to watch it if Elaine's home. What about Red Dragon? Because I've almost done that a couple times, but I I've never watched Red Dragon. And not, I've never even watched all of Silence of the Lamps. I've seen parts of it, but Buffalo Bob is so terrifying to me, I just can't even handle it. I think you could handle Red no, Dragon. No, I really like Hannibal. Hannibal? Yeah. That's okay. I liked it. I like Red Dragon more. Well, yeah. I'll bring it up next. This is what I was telling Carly when you came downstairs. I, I've seen signs before, and I don't remember it being that scary. And I was really scared when we were watching this. And I think I'm finding things more scary now than I used to. Really? <laughs> yes. That's weird. Which is very weird. I And, like, intellectually, I know it's all fake and pretend. It doesn't matter. And It's a movie from 20 years ago. It's, okay. it's funny because, but something about, I don't know, tension is so much scarier now. Because it's not... The part at the end of Signs, when you actually get to see the alien yeah. attacking Morgan. I was thinking that Morgan. when I watched this, I was like, there's a couple of scenes like, that are really drawing on the tension. I was like, I wonder... Like, that birthday going. party scene yeah. is terrifying. I remember in But the, it's just a CGI green alien. I remember in the theater, people screamed at that scene. And I, I watched Elaine it. screamed on her couch. Oh, this movie scared the shit out of me. I couldn't sleep all night. My but, grandmother checked on me. She's like, why are you still awake? I was like, I can't sleep. But, and, like, when he's in the cornfield at night... Oh my god, it is terrifying. Why are you playing with my magnet? Because I found it. It was right there. It yeah, was. that's right. And it's so strong that it's going through my finger to the table. It's cool. a rare earth magnet. It's a really, really strong it's magnet. It's a really strong magnet. I'll use it to take makeup pans out of my that? <laughs> it's an alien at the door or a really strong magnet. But I, I think I'm finding things scarier now than I used to, which is weird. Mm-hmm. It's a very strange thing that's happening to me as I'm aging. <laughs> She's becoming what's called a Freddy cat. Freddy cat. That's the technical fucking, term. It's the fucking tension, though. Mm-hmm. Somebody on Facebook, I think in um, Muldoon's pub this morning, posted what did they? What do you think the most atmospheric movies are? And I almost posted fucking it fouls because the tension in that was so bad. <laughs> for not me. a lot of scary parts, but there's a lot of it's atmosphere. At, it's atmospheric, man. It's only atmospheric. That is fucking. And any movie they posted in that thread, I vowed never to. Watch. Because <laughs> oh, like, if horror fans think that these are atmospheric, I'm definitely not going to survive. Oh. Well, this movie begins. All right, that's loud. I know. Stop <laughs> playing with the magnet. I'm trying to find a place where I can put the magnet where we'll make a lot of noise. Just hook, put it on back the on the table. <laughs> and if you don't move it, it won't make any more noise. Oh, goodness gracious. This movie begins. 
Oh, yeah. With a distressful, frantic score while the credits follow. Like, oh, my God. I, I, said credit, I was like, is this Beetlejuice or something? I said scariest cre- opening credits ever. <laughs> and it's not like there's not even any pictures. It's just names on yeah. a black screen with all this violin. It almost reminded me of, um, isn't that, I don't know if the piece of music is called Dante's Inferno or whatever, but that, do you know what I'm talking about? That, yeah. It's odd, too, because this movie is kind of slow and quiet. So, yeah. <laughs> But this is how we start it. Yeah. <laughs> this opening kind of Dante's Inferno-esque violin sequence. Some of our violins are very scary. Well, the film starts with an establishing shot of, Hess, of the Hess backyard. Um, you see a swing set, and then behind that is cornfields, as far as you can see. We scan past a family picture. It's Graham. That's Gibson. Uh, Abigail, or uh, Bo, which is played by Abigail Wrestling. Uh, Morgan, played by Culkin. And then their wife, was it Connie? I, think. I can't remember. I think it was something, some beginning with a C. <clears throat> and the mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Graham wakes suddenly, goes to his kid's door and listens, doesn't hear anything. So he goes and brushes his teeth, but that's when he hears his daughter scream. But from, he can tell it's far away. But he runs in the room anyway, she's not there. Um, and then you hear the scream again, this time Graham's brother, Merrill, Joaquin Phoenix, jumps from bed from his bed and uh, runs out, and they both barrel out the door in search of what's going on. Uh, Merrill apparently lives in an apartment over the garage. <laughs> um, now they hear Morgan screaming, or not screaming, but yelling for them, and from the cornfields. They dash to the cornfields, yelling for them, and finally they find Bo. She thinks this is all a dream. Morgan isn't uh, much farther away. Graham talks to Morgan, says, what's going on? Morgan says the dogs were acting crazy and they ran to the cornfields and we followed them. Maybe God did this. He's like, what? But then they see there's a huge giant crop circle. There's a few of them and it's making a giant uh, something symbol. symbol, I guess. Are crop circles scary? No. If you were a kid... And you, nothing could get me to walk through a cornfield, but let's just be real. <laughs> that scared me for a second. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Hanging well, on your neighbors. neighbors. <laughs> some um, kind of big... We're, we're day two into the party trifecta. Some kind of big shadowy figure leaning over the fence, guys. Sorry. Um, but... There's a giant wolfman. If you were a kid and you came across a crop circle, I would have thought that that was cool. I don't think I would be screaming... I don't know. The way the dogs were acting would probably fit. That is scary. But (laughs) just the crop circle itself, they're acting like the crop circle is terrifying. It's weird, but it's not terrifying. Could you stop playing with my makeup? Could you pay a little more attention? I am paying attention. (laughs) He's just very fidgety today. (laughs) The dogs are uh, inside the crop circle, whimpering and pacing. Camera pans away. We see it's a very large pattern. I wrote wrote it down, whatever that means. Oh, yeah, that's um, alien for three circles with some stuff in the middle and some tridents and stuff coming off of them. Now, did anybody check the notes? Is that based on anything, or you just make this shit up? I'm sure you just made them. Uh, We're in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Most of Shalom. What's his last name? M. Night Shyamalan. Most of Shyamalan. I'm not trying to make fun of his name. (laughs) Most of Shyamalan's movies are inside Pennsylvania. That's because that's where he grew up. He was born in India, and then they moved to Pennsylvania. Graham's calling around trying to figure out who did the crop circles. He thinks it was the Wolferton brothers, but apparently they were at a movie. They have an alibi. What movie were they saying? Didn't say. 
the Monster Squad. Ah, I just made that up. That's not true. In 2002? That's that camp. I would say unlikely. I don't know what I mean, maybe they don't say what time of year this is. I mean, it's got to be the fall because the crops are pretty high and they're wearing jackets. But, I mean, it could be like a drive-in made situation where they show old movies. And it is kind of... A classic. Unclear when exactly this movie takes place. Yeah. Like, nobody has... They're, they're not calling each other on their cell phones, and the TV is one of those old ones that doesn't well, hang on the wall. <laughs> it's obviously early 2000s, because not everybody had a cell phone in the yeah. early 2000s. I mean, by 2005, maybe, but in 2002, <laughs> especially in rural areas. The uh, sheriff's, uh, Sheriff Stosswash says, uh, or sorry, not the sheriff yet. Um, Bo and Morgan are standing next to the Sheriff, their- welcome back to the podcast. Which Oceans movies did we do? She's in Ocean's Twelve. Yes. Did we, uh, did we, we do might that have one? done that one. Uh, I, Which one I don't remember do? though because I watched no, them all. No, we did the first one. We did the first one. We did two of them. We didn't do two. Nah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, just check. I can do. See, the first one I think I had to use a birthday pick for, and the other yeah. two I can do whenever I want. So they're always in the back pocket, ready to. But I have a list. I like that actress though. Yeah. Um, well, the I dog. Almost, almost forgot your name. Bo and Morgan are outside, standing next to their dog Houdini. She's been acting very strange and is now pissed on the floor. Graham tells them to take her outside, tie her up, and he'll call a doctor friend after he's done cleaning it up. The sheriff shows up. Graham takes her to the crop circles. Morgan uh, cooks some chicken and burgers on the grill, and Bo is tending to Houdini, who's still acting odd. Morgan is how old and he's cooking food on the grill? That kid is like... Nine, ten. I know. I when they went to town, I was like, "Those kids are young." Yeah. He's like maybe ten. You can cook food on the grill. It's okay. I don't think I would would let my kids deal with live fire when they're ten. If if, unattended, if Meryl was there and he was like, but Meryl was Meryl's in the house making mashed potatoes. So, oh, he's doing the mashed potatoes. Yeah, he's doing the twist. I don't know. It just it seemed odd that Morgan was the one cooking. Why not? See? That's your problem right there. Bo has a glass of water but won't finish it. Says it tastes funny. She pours it into the dog dish and pushes it towards Houdini, who uh, becomes extremely aggressive and stands up. And she, you forgot the great line that um, he licks his butt. He won't mind. Because oh. the water tastes <laughs> yeah. funny. Sheriff and Graham try to figure out who did the crop circle thing. It's too perfect. Um, she says she hasn't seen anyone else's crops being fooled with but a lot of people's animals in the area have been acting crazy. Some have even gotten very violent. Then uh, It's then that Graham realizes that he can't hear his children. So he asks the sheriff to... And also asks the sheriff to stop referring to him as father. Because he's not a priest anymore. They head back... Yeah, he hasn't been for six months. Head back to the house quickly. And they see Houdini's been killed. He apparently attacked Bo and Morgan stabbed him with the grilling tines. Morgan is... Scared and hits his inhaler. He has asthma attacks. It's horrific. I don't want to have to murder my dog. It's a rough one. I don't want to have to murder your dog. (laughs) It's not my dog. If a dog's attacking you, what do you do? (laughs) Imagine if Chael just decided that he was going to attack us. That'd be fucking scary. Mm -hmm. I'd have to kill him. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think he has it in him. He's a sweet dog. If any of them are going to kill us, it's going to be your dog. This is demon child. This is strange, too. So the dogs, the animals are all kind of going crazy. So do you think there was an alien in the yard? 
Yes. That the dog was responding to. Yes. Because don't forget, later in the movie, we see that the alien has, like, the cover technology. So the chameleon. Manage, yeah, whatever, you know. Like the chameleon or like James Bond's car. Right. Just like James Bond's car. So they might have been standing there, and the dog might have been lunging for the alien who was trying to grab Morgan. <laughs> Maybe. Could've but been. before he went to the, got to the alien in the Morgan area, <laughs> Meryl killed him. I thought Morgan Mor- killed it. Morgan it killed the dog. Yeah. Meryl was in the house. Meryl right. was in the house, and Morgan killed the, the dog. dog. Right. But anyway, it could have been going for the alien. Let's, let's just say that I'm sure the dog was going for the alien. Well, Graham, Graham tries to comfort his kids, and Meryl comes out with mashed potatoes, and he yells at him and says, where were you? Graham tells him to go tie up the other dog, Isabel, to the shed very securely. He does. Night falls. Jay Houdini and Isabel? Yeah. Or maybe Isabella. But I thought it was Isabella. Either way. Night falls. Graham is awakened by Bo. She's right in his face while he's laying in bed. She says, there's a monster outside my window, yeah, I and can I have a glass of water? He settles her in bed <clears throat> with a second glass of water. Bo asks, why do you talk to mom when you're by yourself? He says, it makes me feel better, I guess. She said, does, he, does she ever answer? No. She never answers me either. He sighs uh, and stands up and looks past her, and outside the window on the roof, just behind the chimney, a tall, dark figure is standing there watching. It's an alien. Graham freaks out, and so did Tony when he first saw this. <laughs> so did Elaine <clears throat> this morning. It scared the shit out of me when I was little, or not little. When I little, it was two thousand two. Yeah, when I was just a tyke. Just a tyke. <laughs> weren't you like you no know, twenty five? <laughs> yeah. When I was a barely young twenty four. Like weren't you like twenty five? When I was a lad, it scared like I was in my twenties. <laughs> aren't you older than me? <laughs> How did you pass me age wise? <laughs> He goes downstairs and gets Merle. He's Grant. got bedroom and buttons here syndrome. He's going reverse. Yeah. Oh. So he's older now, but before he was younger. <laughs> um, he goes and grabs Merle. Uh, he thinks it's the Wolferton brothers. Merle says, look, we're going to run outside. We're going to scream and curse with rage, circle around the house, and catch them together. Graham isn't down. He doesn't curse well. Um, but they go anyway. I'm insane with rage. <laughs> 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 Meryl goes, we're going to beat your ass, bitch. And Graham says, I'm insane with rage. He's just t- saying it. They, uh, they meet in the front and nobody's there. They're confused, but they hear something climbing on the roof. Meryl's like, what the fuck? How did it get on our roof? And from behind them, somebody pushes past the swings and runs into the cornfield. The next day, the sheriff's back. She's letting Morgan uh, check out her radio. He really likes it, so she says, well, if you have an old baby monitor, it's kind of the same thing, but it only works one way. She says, that'll get you, that'll get be fun for you to learn until I can get you an old radio from the station later. You can tell she's trying to be nice to the kid, because obviously his mother died. And, you know, he feels she's good him. people. Mm-hmm. Bo's in the next room yeah. with four glasses of water around her. Graham tells uh, him, <clears throat> or her, tells her to stop <laughs> with either one of them. And I'm like, how many glasses do they have? Well, he's, like, <laughs> he's like, what's wrong with this one? There's dust in it. What's wrong with that one? It tastes funny. No, it has a hair in it. Hair in it. What's wrong with that one? Morgan took a sip, but now it has his amoeba in it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that one's fair. It's got cooties. Uh, but, but they're everywhere. I know. They have got more glasses than Walmart. They're, I mean, I don't, if your kid has a weird thing where she's just leaving half full of water, 
why is they letting them sit there? Mm-hmm. Like you would think that the rest of them would be constantly putting glasses in the kitchen. You know what I'd be doing? Instead of being I'd be 50 getting glasses all, glass. all over like, the Everybody gets one glass. You're in charge of your glass. You must wash it every day. That way she can't do that. Yeah. You may also just... They, there's a lot of... They don't get into it, but there's a lot of, hey, let's just leave these kids alone because their mom's dead. You know yeah. what I mean? So, I mean, there's, there's still... also this other thing that it needs there to be glasses of water well, for the end of the that. movie to work. But, yeah, yeah, but when but if, you're, without that, if your wife dies and your kid gets a little weird, but she's getting through it, you kind of let it go. That's called, that's called <laughs> good writing. <laughs> I just don't understand why they're not constantly bringing these wa- glasses yeah. into the kitchen. Every time you walk in there, you would bring at least one cup that you saw. Yeah, <laughs> they're everywhere. Well, like when Elaine does that, I'd grab a glass and... I'm just kidding. You never do that. Well, the sheriff asks... Yeah, it's like when I pick up your underwear after you leave it in the middle of the bedroom floor. I do that just for you. Yeah. That's a gift. Because <laughs> when I get dressed, he goes shirt first. He just drops his underwear on the pants on the floor, steps out of it, and that's just where Who it lives. Him? That's just where... I leave those for you. The sheriff... Tony does that with his pants. John does it only with underwear. <laughs> it's weird. Sometimes they're in the bathroom behind Lee the door. He does that with everything. Mm-mm. Not everything. I put my we're, underwear in the we're, laundry. We're literally airing our dirty laundry. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny conversation. Audrey will get a kick out of that. And Ben will laugh very hard. Audrey will say, when I shared a room with Elaine, she did the same thing. That's not what she will say. <laughs> All right. Sheriff asks Meryl how he's doing. He says fine. She says it was really nice of him to move in and help out after Graham's wife died. He doesn't answer that. Of course I was going to come and help my brother whose wife died. What I thought mean? he said, I don't think that I really helped that much. Oh, that's right. You did say that. Graham and Merle uh, try to describe the intruder to her, but they have no real idea what it looked like. So it's <laughs> not it was a lot really of dark. <laughs> and she gives them shit for assuming it's a man. All right, it's a little time to play sexual politics, I think. Yeah. I, this is a little dumb. Like, she's like giving him shit because he's like, well, it was a tall man. It could have been a, a ski, an Olympic pole vulture. <laughs> what? Really, lady? So <laughs> And then she's like, well, there was a lady freaking people out yesterday, and nobody's seen her since. And they're like, okay, at least there's a reason why, but you're going a little crazy yeah. here. <laughs> I like how he's like, all right, so barring the chance of a Lithuanian <laughs> Olympian in our backyard, she's like, oh, well, I'm sorry. And then he apologizes for getting fresh with us. Like, really? And then uh, in the other room, the TV's going really, really loud, and Graham tells Bo to turn it down. And then she says, well, I can't find the controller, and plus... Every channel, every channel is showing the same show, and they're like, "What?" And then they both kind of go in there. Like, oh shit! The president's on. The news is reporting these crop circles are appearing all over the world. There's 15 in India so far. Professor says it's either the most elaborate hoax ever or the aliens. (laughs) I was next to Tony on the couch, and I was like, "Aliens!" (laughs) Friends, what they're doing is that that the guy from um, Ancient Ancient Aliens Aliens. with the hands. That meme's really old. So, Graham watched... That show was great, like, when it was a little miniseries, and they're like, oh, season one. They're like, all right, now eight seasons, like, yeah. no way. What the hell they It's really creeping the bottom of the barrel by season seven. It's like, stop signs, man. <laughs> Aliens! <laughs> wait, stop signs? So, Graham walks the sheriff out. She says she looked into it. Um, two or three people could have made the crop circles uh, in a night with some boards and ropes. But this but is too many... a long time. This is too many places around the world. She says either way, uh, she thinks that they should get out of the out of the house for a bit. They're going a little nuts. Maybe go into town, get some food, and get their minds off of all this stuff. And he says, good idea, thanks. On the drive-in, Morgan wants to hear the radio. Graham says, no, they're taking a break from the radio for a while. 
in town, they all split up. Bo and Morgan go to a bookstore. <laughs> and this was my moment of, those kids are a little young. <laughs> yeah, just wandering around. I, I know it's and a small town. what money did that kid pay for that alien book with? He gave him money. He gave him money. When he, said, can I, he said, can I have book money? I thought he said arcade money the first time I watched it, but then he says, can I get Turns out it was book, book money. money. Yeah. Hmm. He just hands him a bunch of... But those kids are walking down the street, and I'm like, oh. Uh. <laughs> you're born in the rough and tumble city. This is a small town Pennsylvania, but things are safe. They do. They do know every person they come across his name. But um, Graham goes to the pharmacy to pick up some more ab- asthma medicine for Morgan, and the young lady working there keeps referring to him as father, so he corrects her. She ignores it and asks him if she will hear her con- uh, clear her conscience with a confession. He reiterates he's not a priest or a reverend anymore. She's upset. She thinks this alien stuff is going to be the end of the world coming, so she wants his help. Merle pops into an army recruiting station, and this guy is amazing. <laughs> he says, I love this character. He says, I got it figured out. I've had two separate folk tell me that there have been strangers around. Can't tell what they look like because they're staying in the shadows, covert-like. <laughs> Nobody's been hurt yet, and that's the giveaway. It's called probing. It's a military procedure. You send in a reconnaissance group, very small, to check things out. Not to engage, but to evaluate the situation. Evaluate the level of danger. Make sure things are clear. He says, Meryl says, clear for what? For the rest of them. <laughs> this guy's fucking crazy. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> no, he's not wrong, but he's, he's just like this weird, weird thing. We find out that Merrill holds the home run record because every time a ball leagues. comes, he swings as hard as he can. He has five minor league records. And the last one he hit was 507 feet. He has the bat on the wall to prove it. But he also holds the most strikeouts ever, more than any other two players. And then he says, the recruiter says, uh, wait, you're so good at baseball, you should be in the major leagues. You should be making stacks of cash and having beautiful, beautiful women lick your toes. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. What? What? <laughs> what? <sighs> Apparently the pharmacist uh, tells Graham that she's cursed 37 times last week. Shit and bastard. Is douchebag a curse? Depends on the usage. What about, John, you're a douchebag for kissing Barbara. Yeah, that's a curse. <laughs> well, then it's not 37, it's 71 times. <laughs> and I'm like, who's counting? Yes. <laughs> so he heads back to the pizzeria, and uh, they all eat. Uh, Graham freezes when he sees a man uh, walk by who's M. Night Shyamalan. 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 <laughs> They drive home and pull up to the house. Morgan has the baby, the baby monitor with him. It starts picking up weird signals. He thinks it's the aliens. Graham says this is all silly. It steps outside with the monitor in his hand, and that's when you can hear something is something is making some kind of noise on the monitor. He thinks it's just picking up a monitor from somewhere nearby, and they're like, there's nothing nearby. Um, so the, he, uh, what's his name, um, Merrill takes it, and when they step outside, they're both on top of the car, like over top of it, and then you can really hear it, and they tell everybody to freeze. And then they all get obsessed with it. They climb on top of the car to get better signals, and you can definitely hear some clicking and popping of some kind. That evening... Just that, it, then Jeff Goldblum pops in. Yeah. Says they're using our satellites against us. <laughs> that evening, Graham brings food out for Isabel, but she's freaking out. 
and something is moving in the cornfield. Graham grabs Blade's flashlight and goes into the cornfield to look. Why are you doing this? Why? Why? Don't go in the cornfield after night. You know there's something freaky going on. He is convinced, or he wants to convince himself, that none of it's real and it's all That is people, but still, no. <laughs> no, no, no. No. Even if it is just people trying to fuck with you, you don't go in the cornfield. What if they hit you in the back of the head with a frying pan? <laughs> or the board they're using to make the crop circles. Excuse me, frying pan? Yes. You carry a frying pan with you when you go places? If you want to attack the reverend. <laughs> you, is that the preferred weapon for attacking reverends? Yes. Frying pan? Yes. Cast iron? Um, perhaps. If you want to kill him. Whatever you have. I don't know. Yeah, it might be a little heavy just to hang off your belt. <laughs> inside the... That. Inside the cornfield. I'm sorry. I don't keep a belt of weapons, so I'm not sure. There's a frying pan of weapons? But while you're yes. spending There's hours you're being with making it. crop circles, you really want to be carrying around a cast iron pan. You could attach a, a smaller so pan. It's so after I make the crop circles, I can cook up some late night bacon. <laughs> Inside the cornfield, he hears that pop clicky noises that he heard from the baby monitor all around him. Uh, he, he runs into the crop circles and starts yelling out at them as if it, he believes someone's pulling a prank. He tells them, you're not going to get famous. No one cares about this. I'm not going to report it. And then he heads back. As he swings the light around, uh, something makes a noise right next to him and he drops the flashlight. He goes out, he goes, picks up the flashlight, bangs on it a little bit to get it going, and when it comes back on, he can see a leg that goes back into the cornfield. And Elaine screamed, and she was holding hands with John at the time and hurt him. <laughs> bent my finger. You know how your fingers bend forward? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, they don't but not bend, backwards? They don't bend sideways. Oh. <laughs> and that's what Elaine did, was bend them sideways. It was an accident. I was startled. It wasn't an accident. It was intentional. I didn't hurt you intentionally. Shot I was intent. startled. It was five minutes after that scene. I was startled. So Graham hauls ass back into the house. He seems to be in a bit of shock. His family tries to ask him what's wrong. Graham says, okay, let's watch the news. The news is talking about multiple UFOs over Mexico. Morgan records the newscast on a VHS tape. Morgan's swimsuit special. Merrill's. Oh, Merrill's. Not Morgan. Sorry. Morgan's. I'm using your tape, Uncle Merrill. (laughs) They watch it all night. And then Merrill and Morgan... Why Meryl, would Meryl's swimsuit special tape be anywhere where Morgan could find it? I know. It? it should just be in his apartment over, over the, the garage. garage. <laughs> <sighs> it would have been funnier if it was like a VHS copy of like The Passion of the Christ or something. Or Jesus of Nazareth. That's what we no, had. it would have been funny if it was Gladiator. That was a miniseries <laughs> that we had taped off the TV, Jesus of Nazareth. It had like parts one through nine. So if anybody was going to record over a tape in our house, it'd be Jesus of Nazareth. It wouldn't be Trilogy of Terror? At our house, it would have been cheerleading tapes, because my dad used to videotape every competition. So we had tapes. (laughs) They, uh, Meryl and, not Morgan, Graham talk. And uh, Meryl's starting to get a little freaked out, and he wants uh, Graham to comfort him. And he says, okay, fine. He goes, well, the way I figure people break down into two groups. When they experience something lucky, group number one sees it as just luck. They see it, uh, no, they see it as more than luck. They, um, they see it as a sign, evidence that someone up there is watching out for them. Group number two sees it as just pure luck. Happy turn of chance. Sure, there's people in group one that are looking at these 14 lights in a very suspicious way. For them, the situation is 50-50. Could be bad, 
could be good. But deep down, they feel that whatever happens, they're on their own. And that fills that's, them with fear. That's group, group two. two. Oh, well, that's what group it says. Group one no, thinks God is looking out for them, so says, no matter what happens, one, they'll be okay. Group one are the ones that believe in God, and group two don't. And he talks about group one first, then group two. Then he talks about how group two is suspicious, 50-50, but group one knows that no matter what happens, someone will be there for them in the end. Yeah. He says, so what you have to ask yourself is what kind of person are you? Are you the kind that sees signs? Uh, Meryl tells the weirdest story. Or do you believe that people just get lucky? The question is, is it possible that there are no such thing as coincidences? Um, Meryl tells the story when he missed but just this much of getting thrown up on while kissing a girl. Which, that would have changed your whole life. He, he says, was like, it was a miracle. a miracle. I think it's a sign. I'm group one. And then... And, and he's like, what group are you in? And he's like, why does it matter? And then he tells him, nobody's watching out for us. <laughs> I and didn't says, you and I want to take says, it away. <laughs> he, he goes, well, which one are you? And he goes, well, are you comforted now? And he says, yes. So then he doesn't need to tell doesn't him. doesn't matter. Yeah, and then he goes and tells, tells him. him. I'm like, why did you do that? Because <laughs> he's not comforted now. He says when, he goes, when uh, his wife died, the, before she died, died, uh, she said, Died, died before she actually. Only, she said a bunch only of things. Only sorted that. Yeah. But her last words. Her last words were swing away. Because she said that because the neurons in her brain were firing and she was imagining that we were at one of your baseball games. Not anything special to that. No one's watching out for us and we're on our own. All right. Graham walks up, finds. Meryl, wakes up. Wakes up, sorry. Wakes up and finds Meryl in the closet watching the TV news nonstop. <laughs> they closed the schools. But the ships are all gone. He moved the TV into the closet because the kids were watching it like they were becoming obsessed. Yeah, he's the one sitting in the closet with the door shut. That was really funny. And he says the ships are all gone, but he knows that they're not gone. Because if you watch this video, there's a bird that flies. It hits nothing and it falls straight down. He says they keep showing it on loop. Something is there. We just can't see it. Which it would be weird. Why would I have my lights turned on at night and then the day I just turned them off? <laughs> turn on my cloaking device. I'd have my cloaking device on all the time. They might have had their cloaking device on all the time and they turned on their lights at night just to startle everybody. Like, ha fuckers, we're here. So people, he think he says, people think the crop circles are landmark navigators. Graham hears his son and daughter whispering. He goes to check on them. And they have literal tinfoil hats on. <laughs> reading a book on aliens that Morgan had bought. Morgan looks looks up. What's he says? What's this? Morgan looks up. Says so they can't read our thoughts. He's like, oh, okay. So he sits down and lets Morgan <laughs> explain what the book says. Morgan says the book talks about two reasons aliens would come here: one, in the spirit of exploration and friendship, or they used up all their resources and now they've come to take ours. Graham picks up the book and thumbs through it. There's an there's an interesting drawing of a UFO shooting a house that looks exactly like theirs with a large body and two small bodies laying on the ground. I was like, that's a little on the nose. It's a little on the nose. It's <laughs> a little gra I mean, yes, it's a book about aliens and yes, there are pictures of what people think aliens were, maybe what they saw, you know, Travis Walton's drawing from Fire in the Sky. But I don't think it would have a book of a house literally on fire with, like, a photo in the book. Like, like this is what some kid drew. Like, the aliens are coming, and they're going to burn my house down, and then these are the dead bodies. Like, that's the photo that the psychiatrist keeps in the file. <laughs> Not the has photo. The little, has the little bright burn piece yeah. on it. 
That is not the photo I put in my book, which I want people to believe is not the book of a wackadoodle. Yeah. <laughs> wackadoodle, is that a technical term? Yes. Yes, yes it is. Uh, the phone rings, and Graham goes and answers it. He hears a familiar voice say his name, and then it hangs up. Uh, Graham is like, okay, and then he grabs his clothes and goes. And you're like, where are you going? And he's like, I'm going to Blah Blah's house, because I think he just called. And this is this is what I told Carly. His name is Ray. Ray. Right. Every once, every seems like every time I watch this, there's something I pick up on that I didn't pick up on last time. This time it was kind of neat. Was um, in the very beginning when uh, when the dog pees on the floor. Houdini is sick, or what they think she's sick, or whatever. Um, he's like, uh, we need to take, we need to ha- have her looked at. And he goes, well, I'll call so and so when in the morning or something. And he goes. Well, that's a people doctor. Yeah, Morgan goes, that's a people doctor. He goes, it doesn't matter, it's close enough. And I was like, that's a weird thing to say. They say that because he's a vet. Because the vet is, is the, the one that, that killed, killed his, his wife. Yeah, he's obviously <laughs> not going to take it. I never picked up on that before. I but, like the fact that he grabs his jacket out of the closet and then Morgan, like, pokes his head out. <laughs> where the fuck are you going? I ju- or Meryl. Meryl. I just love Meryl. In the I wish they didn't both have names that start with M. <laughs> yeah, it's Meryl Morgan is, this like, ugh. And also, I keep thinking Morgan is the girl. I don't and Bo is the boy. Bo is, you know, yeah. Well, Bo is probably short for something. Who knows? Yeah, you don't. Bo Cephas. You try not to have characters that have the same. Bo Cephas. Bo Cephas. Bo's the girl. But he, he goes to Ray Reddy. That's the M Night Shyamalan. No, kid. his name is not Ray Reddy. It is. is it? Reddington. Yeah. <laughs> Blacklist. Ray. Reddy. Uh, Ray. Reddy. <laughs> Reedy. Oh, that's Reedy. I, I wrote Reddings. I don't know. Don Reddy sells cars and is not related <laughs> to this Ray gentleman. Go it's back Reedy. to our episode on the goods, which is a great episode. So I'm like, Ray Reddy? No. It's Don Reddy. I'm Don Reddy. He goes to the, the vet's good. house office. Uh, there's no answer, and it looks like there's been a scuffle inside. And then he looks behind him, and he's just sitting in his truck. So Graham goes over to talk to him. I was like, is this a dead body? It wasn't. He's packed <laughs> and uh, ready to leave, and he has some blood on him. He explains how he's very sorry he fell asleep and killed his wife. He says, "If, but if and if this is the end of the world, he's screwed because if you kill a reverend's wife, you don't actually you don't get to just walk into the pearly gates, huh?" <laughs> Graham asks, "Where are you going?" He says, "To a lake house. All of their symbols are far away from water, so I believe that they're scared of water." Also, he's caught one in his pantry, so don't go in there. And he drives away. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> don't open my pantry door. How long do you wait for you look in that pantry? Oh, I'm calling at, at least three people, and you're one of them, and we're going in there immediately. With a, with a proton pack. Oh, you know who's not going? Baseball bats. Me. Me. <laughs> well, I have some stuff we're, we're bringing. In okay. a real alien invasion, oh, man, Elaine would be just a disaster. <laughs> like, we're sure there's an alien in there? Yeah, all right. Then we're you not would come. For... You wouldn't go in the house, maybe, but you'd be in the car. Like, maybe. Looking. Maybe. I don't know, man. Here, Ready? I'm afraid I would accidentally shoot somebody because I'm too terrified and you startle me and then I'd shoot someone in the foot. You know what's funny is no matter how tense a situation is, no matter what happened, this conversation would happen. On three. Wait, wait. On three (laughs) or three, three, then go. (laughs) That conversation would happen. What was in there? Yeah. That conversation would happen. Um, I'd want to be the person that opens the door, right? The breacher? 
Yeah, well, because you open the door and then you back away. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you're out. That seems like the safest place. <laughs> yeah. you, you, you open the door and walk away? Yeah, like you be, like I open the door and you guys go in guns blazing, but I stay outside. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. You, you go in last. You what open, is it? Taco's you... good out here. Or, yeah, it's Taco's good out here. <laughs> or, she, or she opens the door and holds it. One of us stands there for bait and the other stands to flank it. You know, yeah, like, comes out. like yeah. hopefully yeah, the door opens in. out so that I can hide behind the door. Yeah. Taco's good out here. You know what I mean? We're going in. <laughs> Knowing what I know, we wouldn't go in. Because you it know has poison gas. Yeah. But you but don't know that. I know, but I'm just saying. You're cheating. I'd rather it come out. No, you go in. Well, in the event of an alien um, invasion, just in case they have poison gas, maybe you Oh, we're not swinging bats. Mask. We're shooting. Yeah, no, Are we're bringing guns. With yes. a high caliber weapon. I did think it was interesting that you we want to bludgeon it with a bat? No. We want to just kill it. Oh, Pennsylvania. Okay. So what? We want to get information from it. All right, so you're imagining. It stabbed the bat. Now, hold on. Now, you're imagining <laughs> this is alien Whoa. from this This movie. is, this I'm is the turn of a bat. It's a fucking xenomorph. Or it's fucking well, if, predator. If you, have, you can't hit one of those things with a baseball bat. It just doesn't you, work out, son. If you have, if you have guns. Then we're just going to crack it open real quick, close it, and we're just going to shoot through the door. We're not going to open it. Because fuck, that's fuck one biting thing it like that. that was not in this movie in was rural Pennsylvania yeah. was any guns, which yeah. I thought was odd. Even <laughs> the Revland, Reverend. 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 <laughs> would have a rifle. A shotgun. <laughs> I know. Something I said there's got to be a shotgun in that yeah. house. It's a little weird. And who keeps their axe in the basement? Side. I mean, shouldn't the axe be outside in the woodshed? I'm just saying. Somebody's chopping wood. I mean, maybe here. they heard Alec Baldwin was coming to town and wanted to huddle the guns. Oh. Topical joke. Topical joke. It's not funny. It is. Someone died. Yeah. It's not funny. Yeah. Well, inside it, the he, vet's office, Graham approaches the pantry. He sees a shadow moving under the door. Graham uh, t- tells it that he's a cop and he knows this is a hoax. No answer. Graham grabs a Michael Myers knife. <laughs> I'm gonna put you in the back. And I'm like, I'm like, he's gonna put that knife under the door, and the alien's gonna grab it and stab him in the eye. Jesus. I thought he was just gonna open the door and stab, but he used it under the door like a mirror, which was smart. Very shiny knife. But I was like hiding behind a pillow at this point. So he tries in John's stick, arms. He tries to stick it under the door to see if he can see anything, and he can't. So he's like, okay, fuck this, and then he. Puts the knife on the table and he walks out the door. He starts to walk out the door and he stops and pauses. He's like, God damn it. And he just goes mm-hmm. back and grabs the fucking knife. And then he goes to stick it under. But this time the whatever creature sticks its claws out towards him. And he screams and chops the fingers off. Him. Chops two of the fingers of the three fingers off the creature. And then him and the alien both scream. And Tony <laughs> said he would have taken the fingers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Evidence. I'd wear them around my neck. I'd be like, I'm fucking alien hunter, bitch. <laughs> You don't get to wear, you don't get to count coop unless you kill it. Oh, exactly. like, yeah. But yeah. you definitely take the finger as evidence, nice and then you call that very like nice, no nonsense sheriff lady. Universal soldier. Yeah, exactly. I Who would 100% take the finger. Presumably. Yeah. I don't know if I'd At wear them one. as jewelry. I'm kidding. But I would take the fingers. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you I, would I would tell too. the sheriff lady, and you would give her the You like, put it in a what plastic does this look bag. Like? Also, you know what else I do? I'd call the sheriff lady and be like, alien in there. Yeah. I'd at least bring tell Meryl. I'd bring, a, I'd bring a baggie, in, a finger in a baggie to Meryl and be like, oh my God, the vet has an alien. It is looking yeah. up at speaker. I don't know why you're talking like that. It doesn't make any sense. It's very scary. It's, I can barely hear you. It's very but, scary. Yeah, you're wonderful. Alien. Okay, great. Good job. Alien. 
Keep going, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> but you tell somebody there's an alien in this spot right here. So the government can come and do the government thing, like they did to E.T. Yeah. The but government's they, <laughs> probably busy at this point. Yeah, yeah, well, they may want to know, I got one. It is interesting, too, that we don't see anybody from the government. Well, They're in busy. the trivia, <laughs> in the trivia, the whole point of this movie was he wanted to tell M. Night Shyamalan, wanted to tell the story of an alien invasion from the perspective of one normal family. Mm-hmm. So, like, the whole point of the movie is that we're only seeing this one family's perspective. We're not seeing the big pe- picture. We're not seeing the governmental response. We're seeing what would happen if this alien invasion was you. Like, I mean, maybe the government is all out there guns blazing trying to find these things, but it's just not happening in rural Pennsylvania. Yeah. I like how when the Which kids is interesting like, because this well, is more like what would really combat. happen. Because they don't want to use... Their weapons, uh, weapons, because then we'll use weapons and use nukes. And we'll ruin the planet. I don't care what they do. We're using nukes. <laughs> We're going to go with our... Remember the Jericho missile? Yeah. Let's start with that. Yeah. Well, We're going with that first. We might not use nukes. It kills people. You know what? At the end of the day, our the planet. people in charge are fucking stupid. So what they're going to do is try to use the biggest weapon they have to maintain power. They can't maintain power if everybody is dead. They're tr- they're going to try to avoid using nukes if they can. I didn't say it was going to be their go-to. I said they're going to use nukes. When they've realized that these aliens are here to start a ruckus, they're going to go with their biggest guns and try to figure it out from until, there. Until someone accidentally spills water on them. And then I'm not right. saying it makes the sense. The fire department just became the most important <laughs> thing. Look, Anybody got a super soaker? This ridiculousness by the author of this fake alien book. Well, maybe it's a real alien book. Who knows? No. That they would use hand-to-hand well, because of nukes. But I don't think... No, it's not. That was the... <laughs> but I, I don't think it's unrealistic to think that we would try not to use nukes. You just keep going back to this nuke thing. I'm My contention is that they were going to try things, and when the first things didn't work, they're going to escalate. And eventually when things don't work, you get to the most powerful thing you have, which is nukes. They're going to go to nukes if yes. nothing else works is what's going to happen. But they would have to know where to send them. You are in what's called <laughs> denial. I'm not in denial. I'm being realistic. Wherever the birds we are can't net, We can't nuke the entire planet because we would all be dead anyways. You can't. You can't. Hey, you ever see The Matrix? That's going to happen. <laughs> We know it was us who scorched the sky. Why? Because we're fucking stupid. Well, Graham returns home. He sees Morgan, Merrill, and Bo all wearing aluminum foil hats now. <laughs> Merrill says their skin changes colors. Morgan tells Graham a bunch of different things from the book. Graham starts to crack a little bit. He says, we can run to the lake and see if the water thing is real or stay home and fortify it. They all vote for going to stay home and Morgan, they fight back and forth, but eventually they end up staying home. Then we'll board up the house. One got stuck in the pantry, so if they can't get out of the pantry, they can't be that strong. Fair. That, that night, the lights come back out all over the world, about 400 cities so far. The newscasters look like they're getting scared. Graham hurries to the window, and they start boarding them up. After boarding up the place, uh, they start to wonder about dinner. Merrill says uh, he'll throw some sandwiches together. But uh, Bo says, no, she wants spaghetti. Merle starts to disagree, but Graham says, no, no, spaghetti would be great. And then, what do you want, Morgan? Morgan says, uh, can I have anything? He goes, yes. He says, French toast and mashed potatoes. Weird combo. Yes. Strange combo. But that's <laughs> like the first time someone said, 
mustard on watermelon, you would said weird combo, and that was delicious. Chicken and waffles. Kind of weird. Oh, I love chicken. Krispy Kreme donuts and um, buffalo chicken dip. Meryl says he wants Boom. chicken None teriyaki. of those things are good. I don't even like chicken and waffles. Oh, I love chicken and waffles. Chicken and waffles are delicious. I don't want them together. I like chicken. I like waffles. I don't even mind chicken with like sir- like Have a sweet syrup. I just don't want them together. It. Yes. I don't want them together. Why I just you, said. That's how I feel about peanut butter and jelly. Because you weren't listening separate. to me talking. <laughs> uh-huh. As I was actually saying. Okay, great. Thank Anyways, you. this kid, I guess, is Graham weird said, combo. He just wants those two things. And Meryl says he wants chicken teriyaki. Graham says he's going to have a cheeseburger with extra bacon. What are you guys having? Carly? Oh, God. Put me on the spot. Yeah. I'm having steak. Pizza. Steak. Crab legs. Mashed potatoes. Nice. Pizza. Pizza John's having pizza. Cannolis. Nice. <laughs> Probably crab legs. <laughs> crab legs? That's not bad. It's one of my favorites. Tell me. If I could have a dessert as well, I'd want like a chocolate mousse. Cheesecake. Mm. <laughs> I'd take shrimp and steak. <laughs> dessert. Dessert. Uh, Another steak. <laughs> I like lemon meringue pie. Lemon meringue mm. pie. Uh, I'm, I'm not too picky though. I'll eat whatever. I don't like cheesecake, but otherwise... So I'm not picky. It's your last meal. But it's your you last meal. Pick- I, 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 what I, I, you want? It'd like, probably be chocolate. You having? Chocolate ice cream, then I guess. Chocolate ice cream. There you go. Yeah, but I asked John, and he's like pizza, and I was like, ooh, instantly steak. Carly thought about that way too long. I don't. You should have your last meal picked. Like you should just know what your favorite <laughs> food is. <laughs> Dude, it's just like gummy. Carly bears. doesn't worry about stuff like that. It it's really always the weirdest on thing what about mood it. I'm in. I'll sit and talk to her like when we did. Well, the world's about to end, so probably sadness. We just. We did with the other aliens. What was that? Fire in the Fire sky. In the sky. Oh. I, when we were driving here, I was like, "So, what would you? What do you think about this, Carla?" Da-da-da. She goes, "I don't know." I was like, <laughs> "Never, never thought about like aliens. What if aliens? What if aliens came back?" No. Meanwhile, I'm thinking this morning that if aliens really invaded, you probably shouldn't give me a gun because I might get startled and accidentally <laughs> shoot you. That's what I was thinking, because I get startled I easily. Thinking, I was thinking I have way too many large windows in my house, so we pretty much have to go upstairs. But then there's a roof that leads right into my bedroom. <laughs> so I was like, Ugh, it's not the best house to well, be in. thank defending. goodness our windows upstairs are small. <laughs> Do you think the wind just blew that over? What? The, that the ladder? Just moved the over. ladder was leaning up against the garage, and now it's upside down in the middle of the... Oh, I think no, there's so a person saying. doing something. <laughs> it's very weird. Okay. Sorry, our neighbor's strange. Okay. <laughs> He's terrifying. I will say, since you pointed out, I'm probably depressed because it's the end of the world. That yeah. might change it. I might just go. eat a whole cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm switching it to cheesecake. Fair enough. But you don't want to have to make No, I'm eating all of it. Oh, I'm, <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm good with that. I always wants to. She's going to show up with a fork and cheesecake. Oh, that's for me. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't have a piece. <laughs> well, they make the dinner, but nobody's really willing to eat because they're all terrified. Morgan suggests that they say a prayer. Graham gets very upset. And says no, denies that outright. And then Bo starts crying, and he yells, "Stop crying!" <laughs> yeah, stop crying. Because that always works. Always. But that is a very dad response. Like he's tense, and he he's just upset. wants him to have a nice meal. And God damn it, why no, can't no. they just eat the food it's, they think down? <laughs> Audra, it's the old. If you want something to cry about, I'll give you something to cry about. I heard that when I was a kid. <laughs> Every kid has heard that. Fair. But it never helps. It always makes you cry more. But then Morgan says, I hate you. You let mom die. Which, that's a weird and thing Graham to say. Says, that's fine. <laughs> but what do you say to that? Like, you can't rationalize that right now. Other things are more important. 
Eat your mashed potatoes. So Graham kid. yells at them and just starts to eat a little bit of everybody's food. But then he starts to cry. They all hug him and cry together. Mm-hmm. That part always gets me. <laughs> so then the baby monitor goes off. They check the TV. There's no signal. Nothing. It's just a little test pattern thing. And Mel's like, what's going on out there? <laughs> Graham looks outside and he is terrified. They board up the doors as best they can. And uh, to, to distract... To distract them, Graham tells Bo her birth story. And then they move downstairs. They hear Isabel. They forgot to bring her in, and the aliens tear her up, apparently. They kill her. The family hears the aliens running around on the rooftop now, tr- trying to push in. <laughs> it's becoming an audiobook. <laughs> so Graham tells Morgan his birth story. And now you can hear that they're inside the house. So they move to the basement. Um... Because they can hear them come, they're going to come through the attic. Because there's, there's an access to the attic. Because they forgot to board it up. <laughs> um, as they move towards the basement, Meryl turns around and looks at the front door, and a hand comes from under the door and grabs it. So, Which he should have just chopped those fingers off, because we know that works. <laughs> Plus, he's getting a collection going, so there's some more. Really would help it. He has a set of earrings for his necklace. <laughs> oh, wow. So they get to the basement, and Graham holds the door. Meryl looks around for something to prop at it because they start pushing against it. Um, then it starts to click like he's turning the knob. Graham holds the knob and says, hurry up, Meryl. Meryl finds a pickaxe on a shelf. Breaks the... Pulls it down and smashes the light bulb. Now we're in the dark. He's <laughs> <laughs> having problems. <laughs> Don't put me in the dark with aliens. Morgan turns on the flashlight and everyone is okay. Meryl finds a radio... Uh, thumbs through it a bit, but there's no stations going. They wonder, Jesus, what's the rest of the world look like? It's party time. <laughs> Graham realizes that the aliens are just pounding on the door now to distract them. But what is the point of that? Uh, and they figure out, oh, it's because there's another opening. They used to dump coal down here. And I was wondering, I've never lived in a house with a basement. Isn't there usually an outdoor... Access so to the basement. You normally, I would say, if your ba- if your house is up to code, you have to have some kind of access from the basement. But usually, it's just a window. Like in my mom's house, there was like these, like where the basement windows were, on the side of the house. There was like Take a little. Take a longer time to explain. No, I'm trying to figure out how to explain it so you people understand what it is. It's called emergency egress. Yes, but it's not just like a window close to the ground. There was actually like a little like concrete hole in the ground outside the window that was like maybe like a foot down mm-hmm. so that the window was like almost crawl. at ground level but it would but the little bit of concrete ditch or whatever allowed the window to be bigger but still wouldn't like show at the house level like mm-hmm. at eye level so a lot of and I mean, a lot of times in these farm movies, they have like a cellar door like on doors. the outside yeah. <laughs> to access the cellar. Like if you're putting crops in, you would need a big egress. But normally in basements, when you just have windows. Coming, you gotta be able to get in those doors. You have it's really good visually. But in a re- <laughs> if it's just a regular basement, you do have windows so that you can get out in case of a fire. Well, Morgan and Merrill are. Meryl and Graham are mm-hmm. searching around. They both have flashlights. Really hard to I these fucking names. <laughs> they're searching around flashlights Dad trying to and find his brother. it. <laughs> and uh, they finally, they're feeling air. They're like, oh, it's over in this area. They get to that area, and you can see there's like a coal place wherever you could get mm-hmm. the coal. And 
Morgan is standing with his back to it, and they're like, oh, here it is. And then one of the hands was camouflaged as the coal thing, and it grabs Morgan. And he lane screamed so loud. <laughs> and I mean, I thought I had a heart attack. <laughs> I was so scared. Like, I actually, it's like, like shaking. I was so scared. And it's dumb because you know what's going to happen. You know, you know what has to happen. And I don't know why it scares me so much. Because I know it's, I know what's happening. You know that one of the kids is going to be grabbed by this alien. But you just can't, like, I just, what is wrong with me? Why am I so scared? I don't at this point in the movie, I was like, you can't sit next to me. Move <laughs> I will say, at some point, I realized that I was sitting next to Tony on the couch, and I just had my hand on his arm like this. <laughs> yeah, <that's just> <laughs> and I was, like, leaning forward. <laughs> I just don't know why it scares me so much. Um, she had a movie. It's so obvious, <laughs> though. They, they tear Morgan away from the alien, and uh, uh, Graham piles bags of dog food and other stuff in front of it to block it. So they're safe temporarily. It's a lot of dog food, by the way. Who keeps I, that much I dog honestly, food on hand? I don't I, think it's dog food. I thought it was. I corn. thought it was or fertilizer or something. One of them was dog food, but yeah, it's, it's a bunch of like stuff. It's bags of something. The last thing he put Big on there was heavy a can bags. of dog food. Yeah, he just wants just the one can. He did put one more. Um, but Morgan starts to have a bad asthma attack. Graham uh, puts him on top of him and starts to hold him, trying to calm him down. No one would have thought during the alien invasion to make sure you have an asthma inhaler on you. He There's a lot going the on. The rest of the movie. There's just, a lot you know, you know, going on. Morgan wouldn't have thought, let me make sure I have a hold of this thing at all times. He's a fucking kid. Now here, have a blimp. <laughs> He's a fucking kid. So, Steady yourself, man. So Graham talks to God. He says, I hate you. Don't do this to me again. But it's all, he says to Morgan, it's almost over. Don't be afraid. Morgan starts to get through it, though. They turn the flashlights off to save them. My ass. <laughs> Tony was like, I will you burn these flashlights one to, at a fucking, time. <laughs> to the fucking bulb before I fucking... I'll be I'm lighting right. matches I, or something. Agreed. No. Agreed. We're not turning not off the light. in the fucking dark with mm-hmm. aliens trying to get in. Well, I'm not sleeping at all, so... Yeah, you're there's, not sleeping. Yeah, there's that, too. Yeah. <laughs> we're all sleeping. So what did you do? I went and took a nap. Yeah. <laughs> we're sitting there was aliens back in the room. to back. There you go, and you, take, you took a nap. <laughs> yeah. We played, like, we played, the fucking we played enough D&D to know that we don't trust each other to take watch. Dude. <laughs> and we're sitting in the center of this place all back yeah, to back. back I'm to not back. even kidding. With whatever sharp we can hold. Taunting with fingers. <laughs> so we get another flashback of Graham's wife. She was crushed between a truck and a tree. She will die as soon as they pull the truck away. So they leave her so Graham can say goodbye. That was nice of him. Graham awakes. If you're pinned between a truck and a tree, do you want them to keep you alive until your husband gets there? Yes. Yes. Well, my wife. It seems. Re- yeah. <laughs> my husband. No, nah, my husband's like fine because it's gonna be a long time. She wasn't pain. <laughs> wasn't in a huge amount of pain. It's really so, it's closure for the surviving spouse. Yeah. Because yeah. okay. they get to say goodbye then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yes, you do. I would want to see her face right before I died. Mm-hmm. It would so, be peaceful. It's closure. Well, she didn't have like you strawberry You need to kiss me while I died, though, so you that mean. my last breath is your breath. <laughs> <laughs> Because you'd remember that forever. <laughs> John's face is great. Oh, he, he doesn't he looks seem upset. super excited about kissing <laughs> death breath. He looks like somebody just offered him Brussels sprouts. <laughs> He's like, I might remember. rather make out with you with Doritos. No, <laughs> I like Doritos. I'm not on the Doritos easy old thing. 
Mm. I only like nacho cheese Doritos. I like Cool Ranch. I like it's them gross. All. <laughs> You're gross. So Graham awakens and the lights on. <laughs> Meryl found a light bulb. Why didn't you look for a light bulb sooner? <laughs> now the radio. Well, they had shit going I don't know. on. Call me a crazy person. You're I know crazy exactly person. where the light bulbs are. <laughs> I've changed more than one light bulb in this house. But now the radio's working, and mm-hmm. the radio says that the aliens left early this morning. They had poison gas that they were spraying in people's faces, and a lot of people died. But they must have had a weakness because they were able to be pushed away. Yeah, water. Meryl no. says... They don't just say what the weakness was. It's never addressed no. what ha- what they did that de- made the aliens What kind of shitty-ass country finds a weakness and doesn't tell everybody? Uh, you know what... The Israelis and the Palestinians are going to be sharing that information. They hate each other. <laughs> You're like, before we can get back to killing each other, I need to kill the aliens. Well, Nobody's says, not sharing that information. That is, that is shitty writing right there. Bad on you, M. Night Shyamalan. Merrill says uh, last night he saw Graham lose hope, and he never wants to see that again. And Graham says, okay. But they need Morgan's meds. So they pull out the baby monitor nothing's going on on it so they say is that good enough for you yep let's go so they push the door so like we can't open this door till we're sure because they said they left behind their wounded so there could be a wounded alien there's one with with missing fingers pissed off so upstairs is a mess they tore up all the tore out all the windows and smashed knocked everything down and the the door at the top of the basement stairs has like cutouts of suns and moons and stars and i thought that was weird yeah Um, they get upstairs, Graham puts Morgan on the couch, and they're looking for his meds and stuff. Bose comes over and says, people on TV are dancing like this, and she does a weird dance. A fun dance. Uh, Graham goes and grabs, uh, fuck, Meryl. Meryl gets the medicine. Graham, uh, says, do you want to see this to Morgan? He says, yes, and he goes to get the TV from the closet. When he pulls the TV in, he... You know how TVs, when they're off, they have that black mirror, basically. Mm -hmm. And in the mirror, you can see a large alien in it. Um, He turns around, and he has Morgan in his arms. This scared the shit out of me the first time I saw it. Uh, he's holding really? I thought it was a really shitty alien. <laughs> no, like, a reflection. Is that a guy in a suit? The reflection, the reflection in the, scared the fuck out of me. The reflection in the TV is, sca- is scarier than the actual alien. Yeah. He's holding Morgan in his arms, kind of like a baby, sort of, but he's got his hand over his face because that's where the tube comes out of the wrist, kind of like Spider-Man or whatever. But that apparently sprays the shit in their face. Uh, it's like a Mexican standoff or something. <laughs> he's holding... No, Mexican standoff is just someone... Everybody has to die. That's Mexican standoff. Or he's holding no them hostage. Stand, no Mexican hold standoff hostage. here. He's holding them hostage or something. It's very weird. Like, what is this alien trying to do with Morgan? If there was a Chinese standoff, that'd be quiet. Like, but I don't... But... What is this alien trying to do with Morgan? He's probably trying What's to figure out how the hell he's going to go off this planet right now. But we do see it's the one that Graham cut the fingers off of. Yes. He's like, ain't that a bitch? He got out. And his fingers can't camouflage. Like, the hand holding Morgan is camouflaged into his shirt, but the fingers that were cut can't camouflage, so he's damaged him somehow. So Graham and Merle stand frozen as it chitters at him. Then we return to the death of Graham's wife. Uh, he asks if she is in pain. She says no, but she says, tell Morgan it's okay to play games. Tell Bo to always listen to her brother and tell Merle to swing away. And then he says, there's no coincidences. Graham sees the bat, Merle's bat, on the wall. He tells him to swing away. Merle gets it and obliges him. <laughs> he turns into the bear Jew. He, in fact, does bear Jew it. 
Um, it tries, That's what he wrote. He yeah. doesn't. It does, in fact, bear Jewin. Because we've been talking about it for the last four or five episodes. Somebody has a bat, and I didn't get no bear Jewin. Now I do. Well, there you go. Yeah. Welcome back to the podcast, Bats. He tries to fight back, but Merrill is a home run king. And this time, the creature falls and bumps into a dresser. One of Bo's half-empty water glasses pours onto the monster's shoulder, and it burns him like acid. Like, Graham and Bo see this and smile, and we see the entire room is filled with these glasses, so Merle goes to work. Which is infuriating. Why is no one taking these cups to the kitchen? <laughs> so this scene here can happen. I know, but it's just, it's so we need one of those things. super sounds of the 70s to start playing. Mm-hmm. Graham grabs Morgan and Bo and runs outside. He stabs Morgan in the leg with the epinephrine while we hear the alien uh, inside scream. Because... We see Joaquin, and he's hitting the glasses, which is spraying water on him. Yeah. And it finally, he smashes, he smashes him inside, and uh, the creature falls against a dresser all the way onto the ground, and we see one of the glasses pours water all over his face. We get, like, a POV of the water pouring onto our face. Which kills him. And then we see in the reflection of the TV, we see, it's actually the shot from Unbreakable, but you see the chest going up and down, up and down, faster and faster, and then it stops. So it's apparently dead. But they're all fine. Morgan and the bat asks, is broken. Yeah, and he broke the bat on his ass. <laughs> well, when you're swinging for aliens, you don't hold back. <laughs> not getting paid to bring bats home. So they're Wait, all fine. I know fine. that's just 507-yard bat, but sometimes you got to make sacrifices. <laughs> it just got double famous because yeah. <laughs> it also beat an alien to death. Morgan asks if someone saved them. Graham says, yes, I think someone did. We cut to winter. Yeah, it was Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to winter. Snow is falling all over. Probably aliens probably aren't coming back now nope. at that point. Graham comes out of the bathroom dressed sharp with the Reverend's uh, clerical collar. You know what I thought during yeah. this scene? So I'm seeing the snow, and I thought, I bet they didn't invade Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it just there rains certain parts all the time. Yeah. It was, they were all over uh, the, Do- the Gobi Desert. Yeah. <laughs> they had Vegas. You yeah. know, They had all these places. But Egypt. Seattle, like, nah. <laughs> they can keep that. And that is the end. What did you think? John. Oh, I get to go first. That's always fun. Um, my favorite character is, I don't know any of their names because Tony kept locking them up, is actually Meryl. Because um, he's just lots of fun. Uh, my least favorite character. I really don't have a least favorite character. i got to be honest with you. So due to lack of options, I'm going to go with um, Red. Ready? Mm-hmm. The vet? Yeah, the M. Night Shyamalan. Because, well, he could have been the first guy to kill an alien. He didn't. He drove away like a bitch. Yeah. I'd lock it in the pantry, too, if I had the opportunity. Nope. Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta go. Not everybody you know can what? be Gremlin's mom. That's true. That's true. You know where else I didn't attack? Wherever the fuck that was. Yeah. Because that mom would have killed some aliens. Yeah. In the microwave. Yeah. And Lord help you if she figures out your weakness in the water. Because yep. she'll spray and spray in your fucking She'll spray and spray. My favorite line you wrote down. What was that line? What was that line? I didn't write down something for you. Oh, was that the other movie? That was... Oh. I didn't write down shit for you in this movie. Well, what was well I, I don't really have a favorite line then. But I'm going to go ahead and skip over that. Oh, uh, no, no, no. I, I got one. I, I'm... What is it? I'm blind with rage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm insane running, with anger. I'm insane with anger as he's running around the house. <laughs> I'm going to go with that one. Um... My favorite scene is when Meryl gets to beat the shit of an alien with a baseball bat and water glasses. Yes. Because, you know, I'm on team people. 
And my favorite tertiary object, boy, you, you know it's got to be the tape. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> the you know it's tape, the tape or the ballet recital? Oh. <laughs> or the alien, the alien tape now. Well, the, 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 uh, yeah, we'll go with alien tape because it's fresh. That's what's so special. as soon as I saw that, the tape, I was like, well, you Yeah, I said that to Carly. I was like, there's Jones. I, oh, I always pick that. Um, and it's surprising how many are in our movies. Yeah. Well, we do a lot of 80s movies. Yeah, that's true. I'm I'm gonna maybe this. It's not my favorite M Night Shyamalan. Which like is my favorite? Uh, Unbreakable. Okay. Not uh, Dead People. No. Six Sense. No, because once you've once, yeah, you, once you know the deal. like the first time you saw it, like oh this is amazing yeah, that was awesome. Never when you watch it. it again, it's like eh. yeah, it's not as good. Yeah. But yeah. Unbreakable holds up. It does. I've um, never seen it. Really? I don't I watch a lot of M Night Shyamalan. Until Tony made me. <laughs> well, if we're gonna watch. You need to watch the trilogy now. I've only watched two other M Night Shyamalan movies. Yeah, it's like, wait, that's how this ends? Split was. I like Split. I've Split only was seen, good. But the last one. Yeah. The last one. Uh, I've only seen The Sixth Sense and The Last Airbender, and now and this. I've never seen any of his other movies. Hmm. But anyway, it's not my favorite. You've seen movies. The Happening? No. Yeah, she's not gonna watch that. <laughs> she should watch that at night alone. <laughs> I think she would make it through the happening very easily. <laughs> There's no tension in that movie, except having to listen to Mark Wahlberg talk. I do like Mark Wahlberg. Oh, really? No. I do like Mark Wahlberg. But yeah, it's not a great movie, but it's okay. So maybe. So maybe. Yeah. If it's on after um the mummy watched it. <laughs> okay. Lane. All right. My favorite character is Meryl. Mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix is really good in stuff. I mm-hmm. mean. And that's really an accepted nice. fact. Even when but, you're not supposed to like him, he's unlikable. And, I mean, this character, you're not sure if he's kind of a bum. Sometimes mm-hmm. he acts like maybe he's a little slow. And he's definitely a, some sort of fuck-up, but yet he's a good dude. I don't know. It's just really good. My least favorite character is Morgan, the kid who is... They take his advice on aliens? Now, mm-hmm. what? I don't know. I don't like this kid. He's a shit kid. Uh, my favorite scene is Morgan, or sorry, is Meryl in the closet watching TV. <laughs> think that's funny. Uh, my favorite line is, all right, so Graham comes home and he's telling them, I heard a theory that they don't like water. Maybe we would be safer near a lake or something. And Morgan, the shit kid, goes, sounds made up. After all that shit you just read out of this book that you just pulled out of your ass, you this out sounds of made up. Out of bookstore. This sounds made up. Um, my favorite tertiary object is flannel shirts. And, <laughs> There's um, a lot of flannel shirts in this movie. It's interesting because they don't give... Because it's told from the perspective of this one family, and we only get the information that they know, which is not very much. There's a lot that you can infer. And a lot of the accepted wisdom about this movie is it's dumb because their one weakness is water. But we don't actually know... We know they poison people, but did they take people... We don't know. Like, a lot of people died, but were they here to kidnap I think, people? I think there was a throwaway line where they say they did take... It was a raid. Yeah. Now, so... Which, but the thing with the water is, they have to come where water is, because life is where water is. Well, no, here's my thing. So my question so, was, what the fuck are they made of? Yeah. Well, they don't necessarily... They're not organic, then. <laughs> they don't have... No, they don't have to be carbon-based, but just because life forms on our planet are carbon-based doesn't mean life on other planets would need to be carbon-based, would need to be water, would need anything. We don't... There's many, many mysteries of the universe and how other living species on other worlds are created could be something very different. That's true. Every year they're like, so we never thought this was even possible. There it is! Yeah. <laughs> they come out with new stuff all the time. 
So and it happens all the time, evidently. That's the beauty of science, is you're always learning other new things that you didn't think was possible and now is possible. So, so you're saying you trust the science? But they didn't... It, they had advanced technology, but if they were just here to annihilate us, they would have obviously used some more advanced weaponry than just like hand-to-hand poison I shot out of my wrist like a Spider-Man web. They don't. You, there's no ray guns. There's no laser swords. There's nothing. So, but if you think about it, and all we know is to throw away a line about a raid. So humans hunting will go into dangerous situations to get the thing that they need to survive, to get prey, right? This is a known fact. We know this from history. So the fact that our world is covered in water that's a toxic substance, they obviously knew that because they only attacked certain areas. And if humans had something that they needed to survive, like maybe they were starving and we're the only life form that's compatible with their whatever, or maybe they need our bodies to turn into glued, fixer spaceships, who knows? Maybe they're going to eat us. Yeah, but if they no, needed... No, I like the glue theory. <laughs> but if they needed our bodies for something... People, the best duct tape ever. <laughs> then, and they didn't have a lot of options, and we were what was closest, even if we were had our world was had poisonous water, like, sometimes you got to do to, what you got to do to survive. you got to risk yourself in a dangerous situation. you got to so, risk it to get the biscuit. The more I think about it, yes... You gotta risk it to get the, the biscuit. The more I think about it, it's not so stupid that they yeah, would attack. Like, there's not. It's not like there's life. There's not a lot of life in this universe, in this galaxy. Like, it's they gotta that. take their chances where they can, so they had to risk it to get the biscuit. And getting the biscuit is important. And it makes, and it kind of makes sense that they would just raid and get the thing that they needed as quick as possible and get out of there because the fucking planet's so toxic. I have a question. When you say to get the biscuit, do you mean like chocolate biscuits, like in jolly old England, or do you mean like biscuits here where they're just not quite the same? I, I biscuits or cookies in. I mean, maybe maybe I'm talking like a southern okay. buttermilk biscuit hot from the yeah. oven. You go for that. Yeah, right? Because for me, honestly, you got to have to define which biscuit you're talking about. But either way, biscuit. so it doesn't make it... The more I think about it, the more, th- the more it's not as dumb as it might first appear. I'm going to give this movie a yay. Um, I really? don't think it's still a good movie. I think it's it still again. scary. I don't want to watch it because I'm scared of things. But I do think it is a good movie and I do think it's interesting. Like learning the trivia that it is specifically supposed to be from this one family's perspective because instead of the broader alien invasion picture makes it an even better movie for me. So I like it. Alright. My favorite character, also Meryl. My least favorite character, I went with the aliens. (laughs) The aliens. They are my fuckles. My favorite scene is when they go to town. My favorite line is the Morgan took a sip of it and now it has his amoebas in it. That's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) And my favorite tertiary object is the foil hats. Because every time I saw them in them, it made me laugh. (laughs) I thought about making one just while we podcasted. (laughs) I didn't want to waste the tinfoil. They round the corner and everybody looks up and they got the foil hats and then when Meryl has one too. (laughs) Yeah, when he comes back and Meryl has one too, it's pretty funny. And I will also get. I thought it was fine. It I've seen it before, and it still had me leaning forward on the couch, holding on to Tony's arm. Maybe I would like it more if Elaine wasn't clawing me and trying to break the entire movie. All right, my favorite character is Mer- also Meryl, with a slight aside to the crazy uh, army recruiter. 
Mm -hmm. He's great. I told him to take it as a tertiary object. I would allow you to have him be your tertiary object. (laughs) That's what I said. (laughs) My least favorite character is the Wolfington Brothers, because apparently they're assholes. They're not even in it. (laughs) Well, the one is. He's in the recruiter's office. Uh, my favorite line is um, the one Graham's talk about the two types of people, even though it's more of a monologue. Uh, my favorite scene is the bear Jew when he beats the shit out of the alien. The and my favorite tertiary object is the bat. I will also get him. My thing about this movie is, and you guys can disagree, but I forget how funny it is. There's like some scenes in yeah. it that I actually legit laugh at every time. I was like, I, I always think of this movie like, it's okay. But then I watched it, I was like, oh, I like this movie, but I always forget the legit laughs in, in the movie from some of the situations and stuff, or uh, I guess a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And that is that. There is a lot of humor in this. It is funny. Kali? All right, please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast. And tune in next week. Oh, the podcast? <laughs> For Carly's pick? Oh, yeah. I shouldn't have started that. <laughs> We're going to do 2008 no Bottle Shock. Bottle Shock. Hmm. Is that about electronic bottles? No, it's about wine. Oh. Okay. Which was shocking. Which was shocking. When I looked it up, I was oh, like, what? What, what? <laughs> what is this? It was supposed to be oh, an alien good. ant farm. But Smooth criminal. But it's just uh, stupid commercials telling commercials you you should vote. vote for nice pick for song, though. It's alien. And I do like this song. It's it's really good. Yeah. This is an old song. This song is like vintage now. Isn't that sad? Well, this video was posted 12 years ago. This video, I mean, this song came out, I think, in like 99, 2000, maybe? Long time ago. Back when I was a little kid. Back when Signs. <laughs> yeah, back when I was a little kid and Signs came out. He was really scared. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? We were did all go, pretty grown up. Did you see signs scared? Yeah. Good did, shit. Who did you see it with? Your mom and your dad? Because you were really little? No, they were, they were long gone moms. It was, uh, I want to say I saw it with Sean, because Sean was making fun of me because I was scared of it. I'm not so big as there, but I don't know. Aliens are scary. Aliens are scary.